1: Even though Bonnie and I have taught between us or taught or are teaching five teenagers how to drive, we're still alive. We're still here with you. (laughs) And we're here to do an episode about sharing tips for helping a teenager learn how to drive or maybe subtitle surviving teaching a teen to drive.
0: Yes, that for sure. Yeah. And Audrey has significantly more experience than I do, but, um, my latest driver, only driver right now just got his license last year. So it's still real fresh and a little bit traumatizing (laughs) to my brain. So (laughs) to share everything that we know, it's actually a really exciting time and kind of the biggest step in their, in their, um, soon to be independence, adult independence, right? Big step being able to leave home and drive without mom. So.
1: Yes. Like when the bird takes their first flight from the nest.
0: That's right. And hopefully it doesn't plummet straight to the ground. <laughs> okay. So just wanted to share a funny mom moment with you guys. This actually happened a couple of years ago, but as I was thinking about cars and things, stories, it, it popped up. Um, my sister-in-law and I have several children who are the same age and have always gotten along really well. So, so they're some of the favorite, the favorite cousins, right? Um, And so quite often we would drive to each other's houses, hang out for the afternoon and then go home. And we've always lived probably 15 minutes away from each other, maybe a little bit more. And uh, so one time we were at her house playing, hanging out for the day. We got in the van, we drove home, 15, 20 minutes home. We get home and out pops my nephew from the back of the van, he had not only stowed away, but managed to lay low and keep quiet from all the children, the entire 20 minutes home. I think the two old, my two oldest kid knew, oldest kids knew because they were in the backseat and they just did not say a word because if the younger ones had known, they would have yelled, Oh, Isaac's in the car. Right? I was so impressed that he managed to stay quiet the whole time. I was like, Oh, you can just spend the night. It's fine. I'm not driving you home.
1: <laughs> little stinkers.
0: I know what a stinker. And I just called her and laughed. I said, well, if you're missing a child, I, I can't believe she didn't even notice he, Well, yeah, I can. He was probably 10 yeah. or 11 at the time. It wasn't like, you know, a three-year-old you'd notice went missing, but wow. Mad skills.
1: Phew. Crazy kids. All right. So the thing we're going to try to share With you today is some about um, teaching helping your teen learn how to drive, and we understand that a lot of parents choose to put their kid through driver's ed instead of teach them themselves. But from we like every state has different laws, but from what I understand, the parents still have to spend a lot of time with the kids driving to get them up to their hours. So even if you're not like teaching your kid how to drive, but you're spending those hours with them, these um, ideas will hopefully help you too. So we've got 10 tips and then we've got some other things and then we're going to have a city versus country debate and finally give you some tips about <laughs> saving money on insurance cuz once you get kids on your insurance, car insurance boy, that that dollar signs start happening multiplying.
0: <laughs> right, right for sure.
1: So we want to start with some ideas for how to prepare your teens to drive way before they're old enough to learn how to drive. So we've got some pre-driving skill preparation ideas. So one thing that we always do is start our kids out on the riding lawnmower at about, well, you know, it of course depends on the kid and when they're ready, but 10 to 12-ish. So that's way before they're learning how to drive. And especially if you have, well, if you have a zero-turn lawnmower, it's not quite as applicable. But just the idea of, you know, when you turn the wheel right, the – wheels go right and you know just kind of that that part is applicable another thing um that you can do is go to somewhere where they have go-karts uh then um you know just get them in a little play car and get them used to driving um some virtual driving or reflex games so boys automatically love to play this kind of game and you know Bonnie and I are like huge proponents of less screen time less screen time <laughs> but when you are teaching a kid how to drive or getting ready to teach a kid how to drive if they have kind of some of these reflex things already in in play or they've done you know a virtual driving game that that does help it does help a little bit and then um one thing i like to do is i like to have them at a very young age start paying attention and giving us the directions on how to get back home okay here we are at the grocery store we're going to leave how do we get home you tell me I'm going to do whatever you say right or left of course this is on a day when I have extra time (laughs) (laughs) if they give me a right and I'm supposed to go left so I do whatever they say and just kind of you know play you just start you know like two turns from home because most kids know two turns from home and then you you know back it up a little bit and you start having them give you directions And then the final thing that we'd like to do to get our kids some of these pre-driving skills is have them be the GPS navigator. So you're going somewhere new teach them, hand them the phone, say, okay, here's the route. You make sure I'm staying on route, watch the turns, watch the road signs. Let's start getting you familiar with that. And they feel all important because they're, you know, they're the navigator. You're going to go, you're going to help, you know, even when they get a little older, help you navigate through, you know, like a big city or something. And so those are some of the pre-driving skills way before they're even ready to get behind the wheel that we put put into practice.
0: Yeah, you nailed like all of the ones that I had to to share too. I love all those. Um, My kids are obsessed with following the dot on the map app. Can I see the phone? Can I follow the dot? Can I watch it? So that's a really fun thing for little kids all the way up to big kids, right? Um, But as they get older, they can actually help you navigate like you're saying. Um, And I'd never considered using that like turn by turn game as a way of teaching them directions. We've done it just as a game. My kids think it's hilarious. And I purposely, you know, say, Oh, I'm pretty sure it's left here when I know it's right. You know, just for fun to like see if we can get lost. But I love all those tips. So, so, so great. Uh, The only other thing I was going to say is um, you might have, might consider putting your kid in the driver's seat in your driveway just for a couple of days of practice. Like we're talking like we have a really long driveway, so we can get a little bit of driving practice in. But even if it's just like putting it in reverse, getting easing off the gas, putting it on the brake, putting it in drive going forward, like some of these really elementary skills of just learning how to handle a car can be worked out in the safety of your own driveway or right in front of your street if there's very little traffic, right? I remember um, that for my oldest, when he started driving, like especially if we would swap cars, I tried to get him keep him driving in the same car all the time, but every now and again, that one wouldn't be available. So we'd put him in another one and it's a whole different ball game, right? You know, you drive the same van every day and then you go get in your husband's truck and you're like, Oh, I forgot the brakes are really sensitive or (laughs) the steering wheel is really heavy or whatever. So for a kid that's like, Oh shoot. It's like learning to drive all over again. So just feeling out the vehicle in a really safe space. You can do this in a parking lot as well. Anyway. So, so that's a, a quick tip for just getting the feel of a car so that they can get over that tricky part and just head out on the road when you're finally ready to go drive.
1: Oh yeah. I forget that too. We, we use that like our driveway is a little bit more narrow. And so sometimes because we have so many drivers, someone's car is behind a car that needs to get out. And so always have like the one that's just getting close to driving. I'll say, okay, go move the vehicle. And they're just moving it from behind a car over to the, you know, so that's, that's something we do too. All right, now we're going to share 10 tips with you. We could probably share 100, but we've lost them more than 10. When um, we were teaching our kids how to drive, they just kind of, you know, (laughs) they went out the window with the rest of our sanity. Tip number one, be in control of yourself. Oh, my goodness. Okay, this is like the hardest thing ever. But try to remember that driving is as scary for them as it is for you. When they're behind the wheel (laughs) and mom freaking out is not going to help anything. It's actually going to be dangerous and make it worse. And so good grief, just be in control. Like take a deep breath, bite your tongue, try not to scream.
0: (laughs) Be the adult, right?
1: And when you lose control of yourself then like, not if, but when you lose control of yourself, (laughs) then like, you know, make sure you apologize and calm down and try to be the adult again as fast as possible.
0: (laughs) Right, 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 right. Yeah. The, we only had a couple of arguments in the car when I was helping my son drive. I did the bulk of it. My husband went once or twice and he's like, I, I can't, I can't take it. I can't handle it. <laughs> You're going to have to do it. Um, and they, every time was when I lost control. When I freaked out on something, like I thought, oh man, there were some angels flying by us this one time we came so close to a parked car. He was watching for a car that was coming this way. And I was watching for the parked car that he did not notice. And, oh, I just, and I screamed. <laughs> I went, ah! for sure life flashing through my eyes and then he got furious at me and well you screamed you know so obviously that stress level is like up there so don't make it worse by freaking out if at all possible you know grit your teeth clench your fist whatever it takes (laughs) get through that scary moment you'll be fine yeah i'll be fine Um, so my second tip is to talk your through, talk your driver through things before he even gets in the driver's seat. So, um, kind of like with our little ones, we talk them through things as we're getting them ready, right? Your two year old, you're like, Oh, it's time to put on your shoes now. And we're going to buckle this. And we're going to put on the sock. We're just narrating their life to them. And this helps them with verbal skills. It helps them learn how to get ready on their own, right? You've told them we first, we put in one leg, then we put in the other. So you can start this before your son ever or daughter ever gets in the driver's seat by just saying, So notice I am in the middle lane right here. My freeway exit is about five miles down the road. I'm going to want to gradually get over to the right. So first I'm going to put on my blinker, you know, and it sounds kind of silly, but this will help them start thinking the way they need to think as a driver, which is like five miles ahead and watching all around, you know, like I'm checking this mirror now, I'm checking this mirror now, I'm checking. Oh, look at this, what this guy's doing. He's being a little erratic. I'm going to stay away from him kind of a thing. So just this constant narrative of what your brain is thinking And you'll be like, wow, I'm a lot smarter than I thought. I'm thinking through a lot of things as I drive because it is a really, really uh, requires a lot of multitasking to drive safely, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. that is so good. And like, I've even found myself explaining to my kid where I'm looking when I'm driving. So Mm -hmm. you know what, I'm looking about this far in the distance, but also my eyes are scanning like right and left. I'm I'm keeping track of, you know, this much and that. Oh, yes, to talk them through. That's an awesome tip, definitely. Okay, tip number three, don't assume they know anything about driving. And I would have to say, if you're teaching a girl, being a woman myself, I can say this, if you're teaching a girl, actually assume they know nothing. (laughs) So, I've taught sexist two, of you. I know it, but I have taught two girls and two boys how to drive. And let me just go back and say that again assume that girls know nothing about driving. <laughs> oh, But I do have to um, share. So, I just have found that my boys intuitively, instinctually, kind of just know a little bit more about driving than girls. But I did have to explain something to my son that I'm teaching to drive the other day. And it was something that like, I didn't even think I'd have to explain, but, um, I realized as he was driving that he was using his whole foot on the gas pedal instead of resting his heel on the floor and just using, you know, how you use just the ball of your foot and your toes to drive, but he had his whole foot on the pedal. And I realized that because of the, jerkiness of the reactions that were going on. And so then as we were driving and we were on a straight stretch, I was like, you know, you might try resting your heel on the floor because think about it. You're, if you're using your whole foot, you're actually using your thigh to drive your thigh muscles. And those are big muscles and they take longer to respond. But if you're using your toe, that's little muscles and they can, it's more finite movement. So try that. So anyway, Tip number three, don't assume they know anything and actually maybe assume they know nothing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Tip number four is something that Audrey kind of mentioned earlier, and that's giving them experience driving other things. But even as they are learning to drive, you can continue this. There are so many little minute skills they have to develop that you don't realize can be developed on something smaller, like a riding lawnmower. We uh, live in the desert, so we love to go um, ride ATVs, like little quads or things. And there's a lot that can be learned, you know. how to pass somebody, for example, if there's another ATV going, that you have to accelerate and you have to get around them quick enough. And, the, you know, uh, the stopping, the turning while accelerating, the turning while stopping, all these different things can be practiced on something small. So if you don't have something like that, maybe you just take them to the bumper car place. Like that's going to be a date night for you and your 15-year-old is to just go drive some bumper cars. Obviously, the goal in real life is not to be a bumper car. You don't actually want to touch another car, but, you know, just a little bit of a feel for that That thing. And it's, I think you're right about the boy thing. It really does seem like they are often mechanically minded and and they um, often like to do these things for fun, right? Like go ride go karts or ATVs or something. But um, uh, yeah, if your kid has not had a lot of experience for the, doing that, that is a great way to ease them in, even if they've already started driving.
1: Yeah, that's great. They, then they can practice other things. Like one of my kids that I taught to drive had a hard time getting the concept of beginning to accelerate before you get to a hill and not waiting till you're halfway mm. up the hill to start accelerating. And I would try to teach them, you know, like listen to what the car is doing. Your car actually has to shift down into a lower gear if you wait till you're halfway up the hill to start accelerating as you're slowing down. So, you know, if you are in an area without many hills and there's not much area to practice that yeah go jump on a go-kart or you know quad and and it can get them more practice maybe with things like one of my kids was terrible at left turns so I would just stick them on something Uh you know a, a four-wheel or something case okay, say go practice some left turns absolutely that's, that's yeah. Great yeah, yeah <laughs> okay tip number five only the teen and the parent who's doing the instructing in the vehicle at first no distracting siblings no helpful second parent trying to give instructions right. as well. <laughs> Just you and the, and the teen learning how to drive because, oh my goodness, it, you know, it's, it's freaky and, and the kids are going to be screaming or scary or or razzing their sibling like ha ha <laughs> yeah no you no you no, shouldn't no, even no. the shade my kids throw at that you know a teen when they're like not a try
0: curb checker <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah well, and I, I think
1: that, that I think
0: I think the kid thing is pretty obvious to not have distractions right for the driver but I honestly think a second parent is almost worse <laughs> because the second parent is then second guessing the first parent's instruction. I'm like, no, I don't, I wouldn't tell them like that. No, no, no. You know, (laughs) way too much instruction coming at the kid is just going to be real rough. So yeah. And preferably the parent that is the calmest and, or has the most experience with this child, because obviously just like anything teaching driving is a very individualized type of instruction, right? You're not going to teach one kid like you're going to teach another one, Um, depending on how they take um, correction as well. Like if you have a child that struggles to take correction, Humbly, you're going to have to teach that kid a little bit differently than another one, right? Like, hey, just a suggestion you might want to, you know, and you're going to have to stay calm when they go, I know mom. <laughs> <laughs> so all things to consider when you decide who's going to do the instruction, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, okay. So tip number six, um, communicate with your child ahead of time about the expectations of the drive you're going on and what they're already comfortable with. For example, if it's your first time for your kid getting in the car other than the driveway, Do not take them on the freeway, obviously, right? But also communicate with them about it, right? Like, what are you comfortable with? Should we just go pull around a parking lot first? Or would you be comfortable going to the end of the block and back? Or should we, you know, and just decide on it together. Um, Sometimes parents get real excited and go, we're just going to drive to Walmart and back. And that's like four miles down the road with three lights and a bunch of traffic and (laughs) they're just not ready, right? So some kids are going to be super excited and going, yeah, let's do Walmart. Let's do the freeway. And other ones are going to go, no way, never. I can't imagine myself doing that. And they want to just ease right in. Just the point being your child has to be 1000 times, 1000% comfortable with what he's going to do or else it's going to add to the stress and anxiety of an already stressful situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's definitely, especially if you have a child who, you know, like their learning style is talking them through things ahead of time, what's coming. So yeah, definitely for sure. Okay. Tip number seven, teach them a good sense of direction. there you know as an experienced driver, you know what it feels like as you're driving maybe through a big city and you're getting lost and you can't you can't figure out where you're going and like the anxiety that, or the you know the stress that that um, brings on as well as not knowing how to drive and not having a good sense of direction. so just just get them used. I guess maybe this is another pre. Driving skill that you can do, but get them used to knowing. So as they're driving, okay, which way is north? Which way is east? Which way is south? Which way is west? And where do we live in comparison to the spot where we are right now? Okay, and then if you were to draw a map or point out where we are on a map, you know, as you know, just get um get them familiar with that sense of direction. Now I have a little funny story to tell on myself. So I grew up in um, Montana, and there was mountains, and I always used mountains to um, help me know which way was which because I always knew that you know this range of mountains is here so that's what is always west well when I moved to the midwest there's no mountains and I still to this day don't tell my kids that I'm teaching how to drive cannot figure out which way is which if I'm if I'm out of my familiar you know familiar territory so I'm like my husband will say well just look at the sun I'm like okay there it is so what (laughs) like, well, look at the moss on the trees. I'm like, oh my goodness, moss on trees, please. (laughs) So anyway.
0: That's hilarious. I actually learned that the moss thing is a fictional thing. Like it can grow at wherever. So apparently. All right. So there. Bad advice. So there. (laughs) I'm the same way. And I do remember moving to Utah as a young adult and that being super duper helpful because I lived in Utah County and there is just a huge mountain range all along the West side, no, east side (laughs) of the, of this whole, you know, strip of, of, of cities. And so it's very easy to figure out which way you're going, but yeah, if you're out of your element, good luck, good luck. Read the stars, Audrey, figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Get a sextant and use
1: that, you know, there's the North star. So I must be pointing.
0: (laughs) One of the cars I drove as a kid had the, um, um, you know, navigation on the, Just, just told you what your direction you were in Northwest, North, South, East, West on the dash. And I'm like, why doesn't every car have this? This is brilliant. At least know I'm heading in the right direction, right? Yeah. Okay. Tip number eight. And this is a pretty obvious one as well, but please wait until, wait to drive in hazardous conditions until your child has a lot more experience. So just the basic driving down a dry road in a sunny, on a sunny day is scary and anxious, anxiety inducing enough. Add in rain heaven forbid, snow, or even like a cloudy day or fog can be really, really, really stressful. I, we were coming home from a cabin this sun, this last summer and driving separate cars. And so I was driving my big van full of kids and we got some fog came down on us. Cause we don't have a lot of adverse weather here in Phoenix. <laughs> like it's usually just really hot, right? This fog came down and I was scared out of my mind. It was like zero visibility. I basically just went, de- I mean, I couldn't even see the side of the road to pull over. So we were like down to five miles an hour with our lights on, hoping nobody plowed into us. But you know, as an adult, just how scary those conditions can be. So don't, you know, if it starts to, to even sprinkle, I say, have your child pull over and you take over until it's, crystal clear conditions and your kid has a little bit more experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even night is hazardous to a kid yes, when they're totally. not used to it. Mm-hmm. So get, get a bunch of day driving hours under their belt before you hit those. Yeah. I, like it's not that we don't want them to learn those things. Definitely. We want to help them learn those kind of things. And I always tell my kids the story of, um, growing up in Montana, my dad took us out in a parking lot and, taught us how to bring a car out of a spin. He'd like to have us put a car into a spin on the ice. And then he'd teach us how to get it out because he wanted us to know. He was like, you, at yeah. some point you will be driving on icy roads. You will start to spin. Let's teach you how to get out of it. <laughs> so right. I always tell my kids that story. And they think that's pretty cool that I could, you know, I know how to do that. I'm Like the Dukes yeah. of Hazard. you know, I could bring it out of a spin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's your party trick, Audrey. <laughs> Let's go out to the parking lot. I got to show you something. <laughs> i didn't go quite that far but i did i did learn to drive in michigan no i guess i learned in phoenix but then shortly thereafter moved to michigan and learned a lot of lessons like you don't make any sudden moves on a bridge in icy weather because or even cold weather there's probably ice on that bridge that you can't see you know or all these different tips that my kids will never know until they leave home and then you know make their own (laughs) mistakes so (laughs) unless we move Uh, yeah yeah
1: Okay. Tip number nine, take a break when it's needed. So if it's just getting too intense, if you've got a kid who's not taking your instruction, if, if it's getting dangerous, if the weather, like you're saying it, you know, gets into some fog or something, take a break during a drive, take a break for a day, take a break for a week. And like we've talked about in some of our homeschooling episodes, like when you take a break, their brain can actually stop and rest and process some of that that you've been telling them and teaching them. And then the next time you get in the vehicle, they actually um, can do some things a little better. So yeah, we have no no problem with, like my husband and I secretly call it timeout, putting a learning driver <laughs> in timeout and just not letting him drive for a little while. So that some of those things that they've been learning how to operate a vehicle kind of, kind of click a little bit. And then they... They can uh, and and then definitely if you're having like issues with them not doing what you say or not responding, you know, stop when you say stop and and they don't not responding in time, of course, safety thing. So don't be afraid to take a break just because they have their learner's permit doesn't mean they have to learn how to drive right then.
0: Right. Right. For sure. I think we did something, not even knowingly, we just had to take a break for our own sanity and uh, also just didn't have a lot of opportunity to drive together for a couple of weeks. And it was actually really good. We got some of that stress and anxiety from the very first couple of weeks under our belt, and then felt a little bit more, more uh, confident going forward. Tip number 10 should also be pretty obvious for those of us that have grown up, but no phones should be used in the car for anyone, including the instructor. And this is something that I actually started thinking about. I mean, we're always thinking about it, right? It's very hot button topic. But I started thinking about several years ago, thinking "If I'm going to be teaching a kid to drive and he sees me on my phone in the driver's seat. He's going to do the same darn thing. And I have no one to blame but myself. So I started being a lot more conscientious of using my phone in the car, which as we know, should not be done. But I mean, just taking a call or something that you feel is on the safer side of things is just not safe for an inexperienced driver um and we could argue for anyone so there's there's your tip to buckle down and really make a commitment to yourself and to your children that you will not use your phone or let anyone else in the, in the car use it
1: yeah yeah i like how you said the instructor too because like if you're trying to navigate or find where you're going and you look down and you're trying to you know navigate on that map or whatever and you're not looking at the road too like that's your responsibility you've got to be looking at that road too <laughs> right mm-hmm. yeah okay so we hope some of those 10 tips help you Um, and we've got some other things that you need to think about teaching a teenager, and you can teach this before they're learning how to drive too, but vehicle care and maintenance. Um, that is something I like to teach my kids even while they're driving. So if you drive the car like this, you're being hard on the vehicle because it needs this. And then talk to them about how to fill up the car with gas that, you know, the first time they, they have to fill up a car with gas. That's a totally new experience. How to get the gas cap off. How do I put it back on? What do I do to the pump? That kind of thing. Um, and so, just, uh, you know, change an oil and explain that kind of thing. And um, even teaching them how to change a flat tire, all that kind of stuff. Good to teach a beginning driver as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, maybe your kid's the only one that knows how to jump a, a dead battery when he's out with his friends. What a skill, right? Um, A few other things to teach, and these can be done while the car is in park in your driveway, but um, don't wait until you're out and about to teach them how to use the blinker and how to use the hazard lights and how to use the defroster on the windshield and think, you know, these little accessories all over the car that are there for their safety and convenience, but need to be taught at some point or another. Don't assume that they know what it is, right? Wipers, that's kind of important. They start driving and the car you know, some rain happens or there's mist or dew or whatever, you want your kid's vision to be safe and clear, right? Um, and then just help them know their way around the car. Where is the gas cap? And how do you know? Well, it's usually indicated on the on the little meter there. How do you know if the car's overheating? How do you know just some basic safety things? Um, and then I would also say parking skills. Uh, that's also sometimes left till the kids tried to pull into the Walmart parking lot. And all of a sudden, oh, this big 12 passenger van is a little bit tricky to park. Oh, sorry, kid. We should work on that. Uh, So, um, you know, just all, all part of the learning process.
1: Yes, definitely. I realized the other day when I was out with my fourth child and we were driving a vehicle that was different than the vehicle I normally was teaching him how to drive in that he, I would, that you know he a vehicle passed him and there was some spray on the windshield and i was like well you need to get that off your windshield and i was like he said how do i do that <laughs> I said, with the wipers where are they how do i turn them on it's <laughs> like oops yeah. we didn't go over everything on this car before we started out <laughs> so yeah definitely all those things you got to think about teaching them too okay let's talk about country versus city driving pros and cons with a beginning driver Okay, so I totally prefer to start teaching my kids in the country, probably because we live out in the country, but there's less cars to deal with, there's more space, and so those are, like, huge benefits. There's nobody else they're going to swipe if they're driving down the road. For my kids, um, they, like, that's something, after they learn how to drive in the country a while, then we go into the city, and they're like, you know, back in the beginners, square one again, because they're like, there's other cars here.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like, well don't swerve when a car comes at you because there's a lane next to you. There might be a car over there. Too. Uh the one con of um driving in this country is that usually the speeds are faster. So um that is something that they have to learn too is to, to navigate. So anyway, those that's why I prefer at first teaching my kids to drive out here in the country where we live.
0: Yeah, that's so smart. And if you live in suburbia or even in a downtown city area, you could always drive out for a while, right? You take your driver in the car, you drive through the city or, or the suburbs out to a less populated area and let them try all those beginning skills on a long stretch of road. And maybe there is a, a, a stoplight eventually, but it'll be two miles down the road instead of every hundred yards or something, you know, and fewer cars, a lot less stressful. Another thing that um, will obviously come up if you're driving in a suburban area is um, extra uh, potential hazards, right? So cars um, and pedestrians are obvious ones, but on my street, kids are running in the street and playing uh, or kicking balls or there's a dog running or um, somebody's riding their bike and all of a sudden the kid falls right in front of your car and you did not anticipate that. So um, these are kinds of things that you can help them talk through, right? Oh, you see this kid? He's coming down the sidewalk on his bike, you think you're going to be safe, but chances, I mean, there is a chance that he could spill off the sidewalk and be right in front of your car in an instant, slow way down, be really cautious, be checking all the time, especially those darn kids. They're unpredictable. So just think, think through the hazards that they might be encountering, regardless of the circumstance and where you are.
1: Yes. When I um, am teaching a kid how to drive, I'm always like, am I just a worrywart because I have all these what ifs and these potential things that could happen that I'm explaining to (laughs) my kid?
0: You're just, you're just experienced. (laughs)
1: Uh, All right. We want to share some tips for lowering, lowering your insurance costs or at least keeping them manageable when you have uh, kids on your driving, um, on your insurance plan. So we have um, found that if your kid has good grades, your insurance will usually give a discount for good grades. And then um, if you shop around insurance companies, that's a good thing to do to compare rates and then we um we have found that if we have like multi insurances with the same insurance, you usually get a better rate. So if you have your home and your vehicles with the same provider, then that's usually a better a better deal. And then the final thing that we do, and I did talk to the about this a lot in um our episode on how to afford kids, is our kids actually pay their own auto insurance when, when they have a vehicle or they chip in, if they're using the family vehicle, because that's part of the responsibility, like teaching them to grow up and be an adult. And, um, so help, help pay, pay or help pay their own auto insurance.
0: Yeah. I love that. We actually just renewed our insurance. So all these things are fresh in my mind, but, um, a lot of insurance companies now have smartphone apps so they can track your driving. And, um, as long as your kid isn't doing anything terribly stupid, like speeding regularly and slamming on the brakes, then the app will actually track that he is driving. He or she, I clearly only have a male driver right now (laughs) is driving safely and, and can help lower your, your, um, insurance as well. Another thing that we came across was that, Uh, Cars that drive um, on the lower side of mileage, on the lower side of things, how do I say that? Cars that drive less miles per year than others um, tend to get better insurance rates too. So maybe, you know, you make sure he has the car that doesn't, isn't the daily driver for you as well so that you can get that, that discount. But talk to your insurance agent. There's often lots of little things that can help that massive bill come down. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't know
1: about the lower mileage for the the kid drivers. Okay, and to share some final thoughts about teaching a kid how to drive. This is really really hard. <laughs> I don't even know how, any other way to put it. This is this is like like the litmus test or like like forging in the fire. I I don't even know the right um comparison to use, but this is a hard one, guys. You have to be in control of yourself while you don't. I mean, how many of us moms have stomped a hole in the passenger seat floor trying to brake? <laughs> and they're not a brake pedal over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know yep. it is a hard one. And just um, it's worth it. Obviously you don't want to have to drive your kids everywhere <laughs> for the next, you know, foreseeable future. And it's so and for the next ever. <laughs> I no, know, I know. And it is so convenient to have a kid on the other side of this and have them be able to start to run errands for you. Oh man. I love having additional drivers in the house. It's really, really convenient. So my final thought on this is, Oh, once again, how do you want your kid to look back on this experience of you helping them learn how to drive? Like, did you turn into the total Wicked Witch of the West? <laughs> how was it for you? How was it for them? It's, it's such a good test of, I don't know, character maybe or character yeah. builder or something. But it's, it's worth it. And it's something most parents with children are going to have to go through. So maybe some, even if you don't have kids that drive yet, thinking and hearing about it ahead of time um, we survived and you can too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it really is the refiner's fire of a relationship because there's so much at stake. A lot of physical safety and a lot of emotional angst, anxiety can bring up some things if your relationship is not great with your child as well. I honestly think it's a very exciting time. I love it when my kids learn new skills. Um, and I'm really excited to, to watch them grow up. And I think that it is really a great metaphor for life and watching your child grow up. It's it's kind of both exhilarating and terrifying this way of, um, this, this thing that we have to do is just relinquish control over our child. And it's, this is like one of the first big steps of it where we have to say, okay, I'm going to put you literally in the driver's seat and our lives are in your hands. You know, let's see what happens. <laughs> um, and most, most, uh, steps of growing up are not quite that drastic and <laughs> don't have quite those, that serious of consequences. But eventually it does, you know, and so I think this is a really good way for us to to test our relationship with our child and see, um, you know, if they are mature enough for it. And if we are mature enough as parents to allow them to have this this responsibility, you know, Um, I say for you personally as a parent, be sure that you are thinking positive, uplifting, encouraging thoughts. Right. If you get in that car and think we're going to die, we're not this is going to be the worst that will be communicated to your child, whether you say it out loud or not. I want you to get in there excited and pumped up and so happy and, oh, what a great day. This is going to be so fun. So any anxiety and stress your child may be feeling can just dissipate as they realize, mom has confidence in me. Why am I not feeling confident, right? She knows that we're all going to be fine. Just like you mentioned that first tip, Audrey. If you panic, they will panic. You cannot panic even though you know inside there might be reason to panic. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, and then I would also say, even ahead of time, make sure that there's plenty of respect and trust in your relationship because as your child becomes a driver, and this this um, includes once they're an independent driver, you can no longer say, you're in trouble, go to your room, you're in timeout. They can just grab the keys and take off. Like all of a sudden, their independence is so great that if you don't have a great relationship and all this trust and... and and love between you two, it can be really scary. You want to make sure that that child is going, already has the capability of following the rules and of honoring you and respecting, um, the limits. Um, because all of a sudden that's a lot more freedom, freedom on their plate, but it's, it's a very exciting time and we don't want to scare you. It's you're going to love it. Thanks for listening friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on
1: iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week.
0: My two big helpers oh. left and the third is kind of sick. And so it's not very helpful. Uh, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say something. When you about- talk,
1: one of us should really be listening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're hilarious. <laughs> um, I'm quoting one of your last humor segments. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway,